The DNH Loose Change Podcast is looking for three partners in this new endeavor here at Dyke New Hartford. DNH Loose Change will be a weekly podcast focusing exclusively on all things DNH. The podcast will primarily be comprised of interviews from administrators, teachers, support staff, coaches, and our very own DNH students. By becoming a partner, your business will be given a 45 to 60 second pre-roll, mid-roll, or post-roll read in every episode to a captive audience. Your donation will go directly to help out the DNH Booster Club, as well as help offset the cost of producing the podcast. For more information, contact Travis Kiewit at 319-983-2206 or by email at travis.kiewit at dnhcsd.org. Thank you in advance for your support of our DNH students and roll blue. People Savings Bank is a proud sponsor of the DNH Loose Change podcast. Hi, this is Tiffany Ash with People Savings Bank in Dyke, the home of the Wolverine Pride debit card. We donate six cents to DNH schools every time you swipe your Wolverine Pride debit card for $10 or more. So go shop, swipe, and support our school. Visit PSB today to get your Wolverine Pride debit card. Member FDIC, roll blue. What's going on, Wolverine Nation? We're here for another episode of DNH Loose Change with my co-host Travis. How you doing tonight, man? Hey now. I'm doing well. Yeah. Doing well. That's my favorite. Anytime he has an opportunity to use that button, it's gonna be used. And and I every time I play it, I laugh. <laughs> we were getting just... we just walked in here tonight and he was just messing with that button. Mm-hmm. Just, hey now. I need to put on, so we, we have a new mixer, and there's certain, you can have up to eight on a bank, and then you have to switch things over if you want to have more. I'm thinking about putting that on every bank, so no matter which one I switch to, I, I always have that one. Yeah, it is cool, too. And <laughs> I, this mixer that we're using, it, it, first of all, it, this would not happen without our sponsors that we have right now. Right. Uh, definitely a big shout out to to Reineke Construction and People's Savings Bank. And, you know, we're still looking for a couple more. But um, the equipment that we are using has been drastically improved, and we do appreciate those. Yeah, and what's awesome about it is it, I watch quite a bit of videos on podcasting and stuff, and one thing you see – like the private people, you know, the people that are just doing it on their own and stuff is the biggest thing they always talk about is money. You know, if you, well, if you have the money, you know, get this mic. If you have the money, get this mixer. And, you know, we're super fortunate here to, um, we have the best of both worlds. We've got sponsors that are, are willing to help us out. And then we also have the school district that is willing to help us out as well. So uh, we're able to bring a, I, I think, a quality podcast uh, each week. Oh yeah, I, and you know the funny thing is, we it may be hard to believe, but we're not professionals. Uh, yeah, you, I I agree. I think everybody thinks that most people we've done this do for years. That, and, yeah, honestly, we're not going to be on like Q ninety two three or ninety eight five or any of those radio shows anytime soon. But I think we can throw together a somewhat mediocre podcast for people to listen to. Absolutely. I, 
that was probably should have been part of the name, the DNH loose change mediocrity style or something. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, there's always room for improvement later on, but I think we've kind of got a brand going. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> Whether we like it or not. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis got a couple things he wants to talk about, and then we're going to go ahead and get rolling with our guests. And we got a cool lineup tonight. Yeah. And Tad, I'll tell you about that lineup here in, in just a second. But want to give a shout out to some of our DNH students and former DNH students. Uh, Lindsay Schmidt, she was um, got all state individual speech recognition for the in the acting category so congratulations to Lindsay. they wrapped up uh, individual speech a few weeks ago nice job Lindsay. yeah also a shout out to the high school future problem solving team uh, four years in a row they qualified for the state event yeah tanya and, was here just last week talking about how if they won it was going to be a four-peat yep yep and uh, karma or excuse me, not one, but qualified. So that is, yeah. that's fantastic. Yep. So karma. So if you got something going on that you want some mojo, swing it over to loose yeah, chain. Get all we'll of us. We'll get you on there. We'll get you on there. But the the team uh, team members, uh, Delphia McCallum, uh, Jane Aldritz, Malia Neuroth, and Mary Claire McCarter, yeah, were the four that uh, qualified for the state event, which is going to happen. April 22nd and April 23rd. So, yeah, very bright group of girls. Got good futures ahead of them. Got four years in a row. Hey, future problem solving. I get like what I did yeah, there. Nice job there, Tad. Pun intended. And then finally, I'd like to give out a shout out to a former uh, DNH uh, student here, Margaret Nielsen. She recently competed in the pentathlon for Hawkeye Community College um, at the National Junior College track and field championships where she placed 13th overall that's awesome yeah and the pentathlon includes high jump long jump shot put the 60 hurdles and the 800 so congratulations to margaret there at at hawkeye congratulations margaret that's quite an accomplishment so very well done um, like I said, we have a fantastic lineup tonight. We're going to go ahead and start off our evening. Um, we had, who did we have right away, Travis? I think we have Kat Baring on, on deck right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, we're going to talk some soccer. Um, she's going to educate us. She educated us, I should say. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and then we also have Ellie Parker and Kaylee Cavalier coming on to talk about junior high track and their roles uh, as classroom teachers here at Dyke New Hartford. And we wrap up finally with Jamie Erpelding, who um, probably one of the nicest guys, you know, you're going to run into. And he makes this place. Yep. One of those unsung heroes that we talk about. Yeah. He makes this place click. So um, definitely people that you want to hear from. Right. And just to correct you, I, I don't mean to do this, but. Um, Ellie Eichlenberg. What'd I say? Ellie Parker. That's okay, though. Old that's, habits die hard. That's okay. Gosh, just just, only, just for the younger group that don't know. Like, ever. That, that's okay. It yeah. happens sometimes. Uh, yeah, and just kind of going along <laughs> with this, you know, we're talking about all these accomplishments that our, our current students have and our former students have. Um, we, we'd like to hear from some of you former grads. You know, it's always nice to hear from different people, and it kind of lets us see how DNH helped you come first, uh, full circle here. So, you know, shoot us an email. Shoot us a, a direct message or DM on Twitter, and we'd be happy to 
to talk to you and maybe even ask you a few questions and get you on a podcast. Yeah, and we with our new mixer, we do have the capability of phone interviews now as well. I haven't yeah. used it yet. I'm still a little nervous. I want to make sure I need to find a guinea pig out there. But uh, So as far as coming in, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, you don't even have to see our ugly mugs. Right. So, but yeah, we'll be excited uh, to get this thing going and make sure you join in tonight's episode because it is a lot of fun, uh, really great people, and I'm excited uh, to get rolling here. So, yep. should be a good one. All right. We'll see you in just a few minutes, DNH. Hey everybody, we are here with Kat Baring, our new girls head soccer coach for the high school. Kat, how are you tonight? Good. Things are going well. Are you ready for the second try at the inaugural season here? <laughs> right? Yes, yeah. very much so. It's a long time coming. Hey, before we start, I, I got to say, I watch those guys. Uh, you know, my classroom's right out. I can see the practice field in New Hartford, and I watch those guys work their tail off the other day, and it was just awesome to see, you know, all the all the effort going in to make this a possibility. So it's really cool. It really is, cool. and there's a lot of people that have uh, put a lot of effort into making sure this happens. So. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Yeah. All right. Well, um, Kat, will you go ahead and give us a little uh, background information about yourself, your role here at school, some family, anything yeah. you want to talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, so I moved to Dyke over, you know, what, about 16 years ago. And ever since then, I've been involved in some way, shape or form, whether I help in the classroom or whatever, whatnot. But I'm at the point now where I'm actually one of the permanent substitutes at the buildings to help out this year because we've had that this year. And so I've literally been in every single classroom whenever they need me <laughs> for 10 minutes or the whole day. So it's it's been kind of an um, eye opener on that, but it's been great. I love being with the kids. So that's been really, um, really a lot of fun. Um, and now that the soccer season started, obviously, that's added to the plate a little bit. So but they've been you know, everyone in the building has been super, um, you know, accommodating to making sure that I get out there to practice and get get ready for the girls as well. Um, back in the day, you know, I've been, I have been coaching soccer for about 30 years because I started coaching when I was a senior. Actually, I started coaching when I was a freshman in high school, to be honest. They needed, <laughs> they needed someone at our school, at our high school. And, and I rather had wanted to have the program rather than it not having a program. So mm -hmm. I said I'd step up and I'd do it. And I took some courses. And from there, you know, just went with it. And I've coached several different types of sports. And to be honest, the first love, my first love was actually basketball. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah, so I was a uh, major in basketball f years before soccer, but then soccer kind of took my heart later, and it's where we are today, and now we're now you're getting ready with to it. start the first season at Dyke New Hartford. <laughs> right, yeah, round so. two. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. So, and I do, I have, a, I have a, a daughter in high school, and I have a son in junior high, so that's kind of exciting, and I don't know if she'll tell you that it's exciting or not, because she's been coached <laughs> by me ever since she was four, so... Um, it's, it's, it's okay. Cause we do have a great staff to, to help kind of bridge that between mom and dad and daughter too. So <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know if she'd tell me anything anyways, cause she was usually pretty quiet and I always had to like pry things out of her. To... <laughs> yep. yep. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you might see a different person on the soccer field though. Cause soccer's her game. That's her thing. That's good. So. I think, you know, yep. sometimes competing and being part of a team brings out a different side of Absolutely. People, so. Right. Yep. That's a, kind of what good is athletics is, yes. you know, some people are, into the academics and others are into the athletics and it's good to have a mix of both. So. Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of see everyone rise to the challenge of whatever they're there yeah. Yeah. into. Yeah, nice. Exactly. 
All right. First year. Yes. Uh, obviously, you got shut down. Um, everything was rock and rolling, ready to go. And then all of a sudden, you know, the plug got pulled. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that? You know, how did you deal with that? You know, especially here at DNH, brand new program, everybody's jacked up and stuff like that. And then everything just got boom. Yeah. I mean, how? Well, super disappointing, obviously. Like, right. um, we had a great group of 26 girls last year. They were go, you know, every um, open gym. We were having open gym. They were working out. Um, we may have, may have not have seen them all the time, but we knew that they were doing the job they needed to do behind the scenes. Um, we were sending them workouts via, you know, emails and links for them to, like, use. And they were they were using them, and they were recording them, and they were, they were being accountable to each other. It was it was really great. We had a great group. Um and then when the notion of it possibly being shut down, we, all of us, you know, trudged through, we, you know, kept emailing and communicating and sending out, you know, motivational quotes and videos and doing whatever we could to kind of keep that excitement going. And then when it did get canceled, um, when I say we were devastated, I think we were all devastated, right. especially the seniors. Yeah. They waited how long to get our program here um, and they were so psyched and then we couldn't put the seniors on the field. Not even, not even, you know, a mock you know, game to put them out there and say right. because we weren't allowed to be together at all. Right. And so that was kind of unfortunate, and that was very disappointing. I would have loved to have honored those seniors especially. Um, and we tried so hard actually to get a team picture, and we weren't allowed to get together. Yeah. So that was even harder. <laughs> um, but, you know, we we did our best communicating as much as we could. It was a downer, definitely. I think a lot of us, uh, you know, it affected a lot of us different ways. Yeah. Um, and everything just stopped for everybody. So yeah. it was, yeah. We yeah, needed, it we wasn't. Dig deep. Yeah, it wasn't just a particular sport. And I right. know, with my son being a senior in track, it it was kind of it was almost tougher. It was like a, a band aid, and they were barely, you know, pulling it little because yes. they dangled that carrot in front of you. Yep. Oh, it's just a couple weeks, and then, yep. well, now it's a couple more weeks, and then you hear, you know, I'm sure you heard them too. That, yep, yep, yep it'll be a abbreviated season, but we're going to have one. Right. And then all of a sudden, it was. Boom, yeah. we're done, and that, that was that was a tough one. Yeah. So I mean, you that speaking of that track season, you're coming off a state championship and everything, and all springs it affected all spring sports in different yeah. ways. It's just like you said, those seniors, you just feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only saving grace is everybody was going through the exact same yep. thing, so it wasn't everything. You was weren't you weren't alone. You know, you yep. you could feel almost everybody's pain. Yeah. Right, and we know? we put things in perspective as well. Like I think a lot of the you know, the ending when we were starting to kind of fizzle into like, okay, well, now we're going to summer. We know it's not going to happen. Um, we started kind of changing gears thinking, okay, how do we keep everyone safe? So right. the the focus went from, okay, we've lost our season. Very unfortunate, but let's let's figure out how to get, get people back on the field and keep people safe so that we can get back on the field. Right. So our focus changed from that point and said, hey, let's do the right thing and just keep safe and do the right thing for everybody. Yeah, so, that's good. That's very good. Yeah. So, um, aside from that, uh, we don't know much about the program, obviously, just because it is that first year. And um, so, who do you have in your coaching staff besides besides yourself, obviously? Yeah, well, so that's another thing that changed from last year too. I had um, the Hawkeye Community College coach from last year, an assistant assisting with um, Olivia Verholz, who is also another um, coach on our staff as well. She was assisting, but jobs had changed, so I lost both of them, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, but you know. I still communicate with them and still involved in, in some way, shape, or form. Sure. Yep. Um, with Olivia, actually, she's going to be on our announcer now because she can announce. So that's, oh, that's pretty exciting. That is Very cool. Good for yeah. her. Yep. And so um, I was able to put feelers out there and, and kind of ask around. And we put out, you know, like 
people to come in and, and send their resumes in. And we got some great candidates. So um, <laughs> Emma Eden, who actually graduated from Dyke New Hartford, played at Hawk, at Nyack and then went on to Plattsville and played at Plattsville as well, came back and she's ready and available and was awesome. So right from the get go. Um, so she's had she's had a few years under her belt as well, which is awesome. And then uh, Maya Neistel, actually, same thing. Graduated last year, didn't get her senior season, but guess what? She's back and she's ready to put it all into this season and, and make the best of it as well. So kinda, really excited about it. It's kind of like do. bringing a little closure for her almost as well too yeah, and, right. and to something that she loves. So Absolutely. Yeah. Very she, cool. Yeah, absolutely. She she was a big part of, of recruiting a lot of kids too. And so, yeah, I'm really excited to and have She's a both. good kid. Great so. energy. Great energy from both of them. So Yeah, it's a good staff yeah. to start out with. And yeah. again, it's good to see those young yeah, young people, you know, interested in coaching and absolutely. and and going there. So yeah, absolutely, very very good. Okay, well, I'm I'm ashamed to admit this. I don't know anything about soccer. So, can you just give us a little bit of rundown? Like, how many players are on the field at a time? Yep, no problem. And you're not the only one. There's quite <laughs> a few out there actually. Um, this is kind of the first generation, I think, of like like sophisticated soccer players at this point because we've gone through now about 20 years in the Cedar Valley so now we're getting those players that are coming through high school that their parents were actually involved in it so right. you're not the only one okay. um, it is 11 v 11 so there's 11 players um, one's a goalkeeper with not with uh, 10 field players and there's so many different formations you can use so there's not one way you do it um, and it, it's the only game that just it just runs 45 minutes a half, uh, it, it's two halves, and no timeouts, no stoppage, um, obviously injuries and things like that, but they want to keep the game moving as long as possible, as much as possible. So it's 45 minutes hardcore until you get a halftime and then another 45 minutes. So Oh, I didn't realize that two halves of 45 minutes. Wow, that's, yeah, that that's is intense. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're probably out. I was probably out at like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> that's even being generous, I'll be honest with you. I, the goalie, though. You could, yeah. I guess is it goalie or goalkeeper? Goalkeeper, goalkeeper. Either way. Okay, I know, but some people are a little bit more. We gotta make sure it's okay. Well, that leads me into my question: the other ten forward, forwards, and not for defensemen. What are they? There's different. There's different um, lingo for that as well, depending on your formation. Um, So you you go center backs and left and right and wings or forwards. So there's lots of different lingos. So you do have your defense. So you have your defense, your core defense, whether it's right, left, or center. You have defensive midfielders, offensive midfielders, attacking midfielders. You have forwards, midfielders, or you have a striker. And a striker is usually um, the true kind of scoring phenom up top. Um, so when you have a true striker up top, you name them a striker. It just depends on who you have and what numbers you're using on the field. I probably right. would have been a striker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, I'd be a striker. I did. Well, you've I did. seen the goal, right? The goal's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Are you saying you're quick? No, I'm saying I'm big. Oh, oh, you can take up space. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll agree with that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, all right. So, in the playing field lines, uh, ball goes out of bounds. You don't stop or anything. No, it's just a throw in from there. So that's the only time you can. Uh, the only time other than the goalkeeper that can touch the ball with their hands is when you do a throw in. And there's a certain technique, obviously, um, to that as well. So if you don't do the right technique, you could actually lose the ball from that as well. But those are the restarts that are really important in the game of soccer. Because if you look at statistics, um, most goals are scored off a restart or off a set piece like that, where you're throwing it in or direct free kicks or a corner kick, things like that. So you no really want to, yeah, you really want to make sure that you know what you're what you're going to find when you bring the ball back in because that's your opportunity to score. Okay. Yeah. Now the goalie box 
is there a small one and then a bigger one? Yep. Okay. Yep. Can you explain? Sure. Because I again I've watched soccer and stuff, but I I'm not sure what the yeah, no reasoning problem. is for each one of them. Yeah, they've got a six yard box and an 18 yard box, and pretty much that's the goalkeeper's realm. Like that's their that's their home base. Um, and just a couple years ago, they actually changed it, that no one was allowed to be in the 18 yard box off of a, a goal kick, meaning that the uh, attacking team put it over the end line, and so yep. now the goalkeeper gets a kick. Um, no one was allowed to be in that box originally, but now they've put it where our the the players that are now attacking the, with the goalkeeper, they're allowed in the box, but no one else is allowed in the box. Okay. So it gives us an opportunity to restart the game without the pressure right on top of the right. You get right not a free in, but yes. easier to a little bit yeah start advancing. And they the ball. did that probably to to speed up the game. Like they wanted to speed it up and make right. sure that we could start it again real quickly. Um, so the eighteen yard box is is where the goalkeeper is allowed to touch it with their hands. And it's where outside that box, if they touch it with their hands, and it becomes a penalty and it's a direct free kick. Okay. So it's really important to really own the box. So we're looking for our goalkeeper to really own the box and own the back there for us um, and so that we can kind of relax a little bit more instead of having to come from end line to end line because that's a lot of running. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. My other question, um, offsides. Yes. Because I, I found out, so I would take – uh, my PE classes when I taught at Hudson, yep. we'd go up because we had not, we had block classes, so we had ninety minutes, so we could walk all the way up to where the field was, and mm-hmm. and apparently you can't just sit down there by the goal. <laughs> I found that out that that it's off sides. Yeah. Can you explain as easiest as you can sure. what because that's that's probably not I shouldn't say it's probably the most called one, but that's the one that's. It's the most misunderstood. Yes. 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 Correct. Can you? Definitely. Yep. And it, and the the problem too is it's not a problem. It's kind of nice. It's part of the game. It's a subjective game to the official. Like there's rules of the game and spirit of the game, right? So the official kind of holds that in their hands. And so with offside, it's it's subjective to where the referee is the official standing because if we have a three-man crew which normally is the standard we'll have a center official and two linesmen so one on each side right that they can really call the offsides um but if you have a two-man crew then the offside kind of gets a little uh, fuzzy um so they don't call it as much which i understand because it's difficult but the offside is primarily so that there isn't a striker who can score you know the daylights out of everybody standing up by the goal and you just get it to them and it's just a kick and run type style game they put that in place so that the game could be played more beautifully so it's more passing and more build up rather than just kicking and running type of stuff. Not that you're not going to see that because you might. Um, But what it is is that the attacking team has the ball. The last man of the attacking team cannot be closer to the goal than their last defender. So there has to be a defender between your attacking player and the goal. Um, otherwise, they're offside if they're standing there. Right. Now, the trick to that is is that really intelligent and smart and, and fast strikers or fast forwards, they're going to stand on that last defender. And so that when we send the ball, they're able to catch up to that ball before the defender can. Sure. And then they're not offside because the pass was made. When the pass is being made, it's where they're standing. So if they're onside when the pass is being made and they get offside to get to the ball, they're no longer offside because right. they were onside when it was made. So they don't have to wait until the ball like crosses them. Nope. Just as soon as it is kicked, yep. as long as they're not past that defender, yep. it's good to go. Yep. So it's subjective, just like the infield fly rule. <laughs> just like a lot of things there, in sports. Yeah, there you go. So I guess I'm going to just go a little tangent here. Ted Lasso, do you watch that show? or Okay, no. Sorry. It's it's a soccer show. It's uh, probably one of the funniest <laughs> shows that's out right now. So I would recommend you guys get it an opportunity to check it out. We'll do. So, yeah, I'll put that right next to Letter Kenny. 
There's nothing wrong with Letterkenny. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, we've gotten some uh, information about soccer style and, and some of the rules. Um, what are some of the strengths that you're seeing from your team right now? Well, the fact, okay, so I don't know if everyone knows this, but they have been busting it for two weeks. Well, week and a half. By, by Friday, it'll be two weeks. We've been doing two-a-days. They're getting up early in the morning and running the track, and whatever I put out there, they're doing it, and they're pushing through. Um, so physically, just endurance-wise, being the fittest we can be, and they know that's our goal, and they want to achieve that, and they are. They're, they're, they're kicking it out of the park right now. They're doing an awesome job. Um, so just – they're, they've got grit. Like they're just going after it. They're not. They're not giving up. They're not quitting. They, they know that they have to challenge each other to get us better. They know they have to raise the bar each time we step out there, and they have been. It's been amazing to watch from morning to afternoon practices each time they step on the field. Just how much more they give, um, even though they're tired. Right. We're all we're all tired. I'll tell you, I'm tired right. too. But um, no complaints and just working through it and just learning. Some of them are learning soccer for the first time. We have some veterans of the game, um, and they're all just able to like mesh and just you know, pick each other up and lead when they need to lead and follow when they have to follow and just doing a great job at that. So I have no complaints. Uh, they may, they may have some plate, some sore muscles and stuff, and sure. and stuff, but that's, that's normal. <laughs> that's normal when you're working hard. So, yep. well, and I would also think that those underclassmen who got the season taken away, yep. now it's like, well, mm-hmm. we've lost it already once. I, I'm not a, about to lose it again. I want to enjoy Yes. everything it brings because right. we know what it feels like to not have it yep. and not be able to Absolutely. Uh, participate. So. Absolutely. I think, I think COVID has, has shown us kind of things to be grateful for yes. and to be extremely grateful for the fact that we've been in school all year and that all the seasons have been able to go through right. the way they have. So. Yep. Absolutely. 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 Um, final question here before we get to the random question. Okay. You got a couple um, team goals that you guys have and then maybe uh, do you have any personal goals you know, for the program uh, in this inaugural season? Well, I, like I, I mentioned it earlier that um, as a team goal, we discussed being the fittest on the team, uh, being the fittest team out there, I mean, um, so that no matter what happens, that we're out running, out hustling, and can do it the whole entire game. That's going to be really important to us, being able to play the style of soccer we want. And our team goal is to play possession soccer so that the ball's at our feet and not kicking and running um, because that's just not going to serve anyone's purpose to get better and develop. So sure. those are the two main um, team goals that we we set forth, and, and they're achievable, and they are getting achieved, I think. Right. In my eyes, they're doing a really great job. Um, we'll keep working at it, obviously, starting of, starting of our season next week. Yeah. We've got some work to do, but um, but we're on the right path and, and excited to see where we go. Um, personally, I just want, as a coach, I always like a, like reflect on the season on how many of those kids enjoyed their season and how many are going to come back wanting more. Right. Um, that's my personal goal. Um, you know, goals for, goals against that, you know, that should take care of itself depending on, you know, who's on the field and who wants it more. Um, and instilling instilling just the beauty of the game and just the love of the game and the gratefulness of being able to play, that's going to be a big part of where those goals for and against come from. So Right. And that all starts uh, next week. What it, What's online? Because starting opening night is? Yeah, it's Tuesday against uh, Applington, Parkersburg, and okay. it's in Applington. Okay. It's at 530. Um, and unfortunately, we only have um, varsity. We don't have any JV. Um, so we'll be just doing the varsity game, um, and that's Tuesday. And then Friday, we play Denver here. Nice. So cool. that'll be our first Very home cool. game. It's, it's first one. Coming yeah. right up. It is. It is. Quickly. Long, Feels quick. Long time coming. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, yeah. it's definitely time for the random question of the day. All right, Kat, are you ready? Sure. Would you rather live on the moon or on Mars? 
I would say probably moon. I would say the moon. Any particular reason? Because there's just, even though we've been on the moon, there's still so much that hasn't been discovered. And just because I think the view from the moon um, to Earth just is gorgeous. And I think that would just be a really great sight to see. Okay. Yeah. I'm with Kat. I'm, I I chose Mars, but I, I did was going to choose moon because of the view. Yeah. And, and honestly, I'm not even sure if there's a view from Mars <laughs> to Earth. I think it'd be too hot. Is it? Is it too hot or too cold? I don't know. I was going to say cold. It'll I don't know. It would be too cold. I think it's right <laughs> past. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure, but I chose Mars. Left and- I, I chose Mars just because of the movies, and I think yeah. it'd be kind of cool to try to inhabit it. Inhabit? Oh. Again, English is tough for me. Is it inhabit? <laughs> you got me right now. Nobody's I, telling me anything. You're yes. the English yeah, guy. Yeah, you're inhabit, yeah. Okay. Thanks for just letting me I was just suffer out there. I was going to go with that. Okay. But I think it'd be kind of cool to... And it's a red planet. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. What do you got, Tad? Well, I'm I'm probably going to go on the moon. I feel like I'd get homesick, and a trip home would be a little, <laughs> a little bit quicker and from, uh, from the moon than Mars. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, how this, answer. The, if you go back and listen to previous ones, you'll find out why this is. <laughs> All right. We may we may fun. stop this random question of the or at least just not let Tad <laughs> it's answer. Kinda cool. It's kind of cool. Well, we we'll just won't let Tad answer. Oh, we'll kind of keep well, it between myself and sure. the guests. And I don't know if that's fair, but okay. or or he needs to give me the answer before we get on <laughs> before that, we, that before we start recording. Bit. Right? That might work. That might work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good though. Good job, Tad. <laughs> well, appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, Cat. Uh, just want to say thank you and best of luck as the season gets underway here in the next coming week and. Uh, Hopefully we see those girls out there working on those goals. They will. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Reineke Construction is a family-owned business right here in the DNH School District focused on providing residential construction services with the highest levels of customer satisfaction. They do everything possible to exceed your expectations like they have over the last 20 years. Reineke Construction does jobs from installing a garage door to building barns to your dream house. They have even built a golf course clubhouse. Services include new construction, remodels, or general repairs for homes, constructions on a variety of frames and pole buildings, and construction of clubhouses and other commercial buildings. Reineke Construction serves Blackhawk, Butler, Grundy, and surrounding Iowa counties, and most of their business comes from word of mouth, which is the best kind of advertising. Look around their website at reineykeyconstruction.com to see a collection of projects they have built or renovated with passion. If you have comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at 319-239-6256 or reinconst at gmail.com. Reineke Construction. Measure twice, cut once. Dyke New Hartford Booster Club is established as a support group to encourage parent and community participation and to raise funds to enhance and expand the academic, social, and athletic programs that are available to each individual student at Dyke New Hartford Schools. The Booster Club feels strongly that parent and community involvement during the school year can be a key to the success of our students here at DNH. Please consider helping our students by becoming a member. Our Booster Club website can be found under the Parent and Community tab on the DNH homepage. Thank you for your support and roll blue.
are here with Kaylee Cavalier and Ellie Eichlenberg. Ellie, do you want to be called Ellie or Elise, I guess? I like Ellie. Ellie's yeah. good. Okay, so Elise it is. All right. Um, before we get started here, I'm going to ask each of you some questions uh, about your background, okay? Um, Kaylee, we'll go ahead and start with you. Can you give us a little background about you know growing up, uh, where you went to college, that kind of stuff? Yeah, um, I grew up in New Hartford, and then I went to school in New Hartford, and then I went to high school here at Dyke New Hartford. Um, in college, I went to UNI, and then um, out of college, I spent a few years in Hudson teaching, and then this is my first year teaching in New Hartford. Awesome. Ellie? Um, well, I grew up just down the street from Kaylee in <laughs> New Hartford. Um, I also went to elementary in New Hartford, went to high school here at Dyke, um, and then I went to Wartburg. And I was lucky enough to get a teaching job here um, right after I graduated. Was that always your goal to end up back here, or I don't really know. Um, I when the opportunity presented itself and it worked out, I was really excited. Um, part of that was because um, my husband farms and he was from around here too, so um, that just kind of all clicked at once. So I don't know if I envisioned myself here when I was younger, but now it seems. It's the place to be, right? Yes, it is. Good. And how many years have you been here? This is my sixth year. Sixth year here teaching and Kaylee, total years that you've taught overall. This is my fifth year. Fifth year. And how many were you were four at Hudson? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So did you two graduate at the same time from Dyke New Hartford then, or were you a year apart then? I was a year older than Kaylee, but we've been best friends since we were very little. Her mom was my daycare provider, and then we have we were friends all through elementary, junior high. Okay, high so school. you're not friends anymore? Or, no, no, I'm just kidding. No. Depends <laughs> on the day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just kidding. <laughs> um, okay. Real, real quick, also um, subjects or grade level, Ellie. What? Where are you at right now here at DNH? I teach third grade um, at Dyke Elementary. Has it been that the whole time? Yep. Ever since you've been here? Yep, all six years. Kaylee, what are you venturing in here at uh, the middle school or junior high? I teach social studies at the middle school. In what grades? Uh, sixth grade and seventh grade. Sixth and seventh grade social studies. Okay. Um, do any of you uh, foresee changing and teaching at a different grade level or a different subject at any time? Or do you feel like this is the spot for you right now? I feel really good about where I am right now. Um, I really enjoy the third grade age. Um, and I just kind of feel like I've found my groove right now. So as of now, no, um, I really like where I'm at. Yeah, I, I really love being in the middle school. There's something really neat about being around junior high kids all day. Well, and when I went to school, um, I went out at Arizona State, and the my professor, my guru guy, he always said that if he could put his best teachers anywhere, he would put them in the middle school, because that's where, honestly, though, he said that that's where you can usually make the most difference. The kids are still, they're on the fence on which way they want to go. They, you know, and he says that you're able to still, you know talk to them and they'll still listen and kind of be able to drop some knowledge on them. And I, I think there's some truth to it. Yeah. I think the best teachers are definitely in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, it's certain ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the lit area. Cause it's kind of like, it, well, it's kind of like a bell curve. Like you have your primos and you have to have somebody that's on the other end of it. Yeah. Like Will. 
<laughs> All right. Anywho. Hey, now. <laughs> okay, so um, what are some of the things that you enjoy about the position that you're in right now? And you've already touched on that a little bit about the age level that you like. And are there anything else, is there anything else that sticks out to you that you enjoy about your particular grade level or who you work with or anything like that? Um, I really like the age of third graders because um, they're still little kids and they get excited about things that younger kids do, um, but they're also pretty independent. Most of them can read pretty well, um, can write pretty well, so that just broadens what you can do in the classroom, um, but they're not quite the big kids yet either, so I really like that year before they turn into a big kid. I feel like that <laughs> right. happens in fourth grade. You're, you're um, still smarter than them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes. I don't know. It depends. Um, and I really do like the people that I work with, too. Some of them are actually teachers that were my teachers in elementary, and it's cool to be able to be their coworkers now. Um, that's something I never thought I would get to do. So That is yeah. cool. Yeah. So is there, obviously, you teach all the sub subjects then. Is there one that you favor more than another or? Um, probably reading is my favorite just because um, kids can kind of choose what they like to read about. Um, you can individualize it by, you know, levels, um, topics, what they're reading about. And it's just more open ended. And so I like that part about reading and language arts. Oh, that's what I enjoy about it, too, in the junior high. So. Okay, Kaylee, is, is there any specific area that you want to talk about Um teaching seventh graders sixth graders or um yeah I, I do just love it they're the junior high kids are just so quirky today I had a seventh grader read a whole article with a British accent I got to <laughs> hear that that was awesome <laughs> so every day you just don't know what's gonna happen and it's a blast um the people I work with are decent I would say <laughs> I've done a really good job this year transforming their taste in coffee so I am proud of that yeah. that we're no longer drinking Folgers in the teachers yeah lounge. that that is a, a hot topic <laughs> okay I even tried some of your what was it Mississippi mud or Mississippi grog Mississippi Isn't that good grog stuff? It, it is good uh, yes yeah, it's all right okay <laughs> okay it needs to be available more than just <laughs> Sam's Club or Walmart or well, where it's brewed and or not brewed um what's ground it ground ground I don't know K cupped here in Iowa <laughs> it's from Iowa yeah but why like they call roasted. it Mississippi grog roasted that's where it, what it is okay. I don't know. This is okay. We're getting a little off topic here. Yeah, but that's for another podcast. We we have a lot of things that we can. Yeah, just we do have, have a lot of pod. other things. We, we should could start do. keeping like a board of things that we're going to talk about sometime. Put it on the big board. Exactly. We should kind of like draft day. It's coming right up. All right. So both of you are actually junior high girls track coaches. How many kids you got out? Uh -huh. Roughly. I have the numbers here. Sorry. There's a, I think there's somewhere around 130 kids in the junior high, and there's around 115 that are out for track. Yeah, there's wow. a lot of them. And I think there's a, a little bit more boys than girls, but we probably have 60-some girls out, which is a lot, and it's awesome. Um, I feel like other schools the same size as us, their teams are nowhere near as big as ours when we go to meet. So that's something unique about Dagno Hartford, I think. That is good, and, and that says a lot about you two as well, being able to get those kids out and keep their interest peaked and something like that. Um, I know that it was never one of my strengths, per se. 
but neither was golf. Uh, how long have you guys been practicing and first meet? Do you know that date? Yes. Um, so we did, we had a couple of practices before spring break and then we've been practicing every day since then. Our first meet is next Thursday, hopefully in New Hartford. Um, so it's coming up quick. April 8th, right? Yes. Correct. I think that so. New Hartford meet is always fun too. Yeah. The kids really enjoy running on the limestone and it, Everyone just seems to have a lot of fun there. So we were I, finally able to get out on the track. <laughs> was that yesterday? That it was really nice out two days ago. Two days ago, we were out there. Monday was warm but windy. Yeah, and it just was a neat feel. All the yeah. boys were running around the track, and the girls were doing handoffs in the grass, and it just was it was cool to be out there. Yeah. Both and both of you guys are well versed in track. Do you see the absence of last year's? track season you know do you see that coming through you know with some things like like oh yeah they they didn't have that season so they you know don't quite know are you feeling like you got to teach more or just get kids caught up definitely I think it will be more apparent at our first meet um, (laughs) when nobody knows where to go or what to do or what starts and handoffs look like Um, it's been different because usually we use the eighth graders to kind of show the seventh graders how things work, especially field event wise. Um, We're really starting from scratch there. Yeah. For both seventh and eighth. I mean, the sixth graders were supposed to have it as seventh grade and they didn't have it. So you have like a complete new junior high track experience for these kids. Blank slate. Yes. (laughs) I am interested to see how the first meet goes. I feel like we have a long list of things that we need to talk about and explain and how much of that they're going to comprehend and be able to remember at the meet. I have no idea. (laughs) I I had kind of a chuckle the other morning. Um, Addie Joslin came in and she's like, yeah, I'm getting ready to throw discus. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> good luck. She whipped the shot put. She's she awesome. She really did. She's good. She's fun, too. So she's got enough of that spunk where she can probably do anything that she really wants to do. So um, before we move on, I was just going to kind of follow up on the numbers question. Um, when you have that many numbers, how complicated is it for you to make sure everyone can get into certain events and make enough heats, things like that? Um, it's, I mean, it's challenging. Um, our meets are usually more open. They allow more relay teams and more individual entries. Um, so that is really nice that we host so many and we're able to do that. Sometimes when we go to, um, away meets, it's not quite as open. Um, so it can be challenging to get everybody in, you know, four events or three events. Um, but like I said, we're lucky to have a lot of home meets where they do get a chance to compete a lot but it is kind of hard to get 30 some girls (laughs) yeah organized into all those different events oh i'm sure it's kind of like in baseball junior high you know we have 20 something seventh graders out on a given year you know trying to make sure that everyone can get in at some point and we have a lot of games so we can make that happen but it's always a challenge at times especially in junior high i believe uh each of you, what's one strength that you've seen so far out of your girls? I mean, something that either you didn't expect or something that's that that you're that you're pleased with so far. Um, you know, with the practice season, I just feel like we have a really hardworking group of kids right now. Um, both or with our workouts this week, they just have come at it with a positive attitude. Sometimes we present them with challenges and just question how they're going to handle it, and they've done really well positive attitudes it's been good good yeah 
I agree with that. And another thing I've noticed is they have a lot of fun together, which just helps the atmosphere at practice because track is hard. Track hurts sometimes, and it can be easy to have a negative mindset in the middle of a hard workout or um, something like that. And when they someone is able to crack a joke or say something funny, that can change the whole mood um, of the group. So. Yeah. Um, and they make us laugh. They're just <laughs> weird and goofy. And we remember being weird and goofy. Oh, yeah. In junior high. <laughs> and so kind of brings us back a little bit, but it just lightens the Keeps mood. Keeps you young. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Track is a very social sport. So that's, oh, yeah. I mean, that helps when the camaraderie is there. And, you know, when you're not competing, like at a meet, there's a lot of time for you to be just hang out with your friends. And yes. so that is kind of cool. And visit the concession stand. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. knew all about that. <laughs> all about that. Eat a Snickers bar before you're 800. I had a kid the other day come up to me and say, Mr. Brace, you know what a large town is? <laughs> That's all you hear. Large town, small, small town. town. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually, yes, I do know what a large town is, and no, I will not run it. With the <laughs> you need that's, me to drive behind you? I got that's no problem usually with the follow up question. Like you should do it too. I'm like, is that a? Is that just because you want to have fun, or are you trying to imply something? So I don't know, but we have a good time. All right, we'll prop up your uh, folks here for a second with the question of what advice have you gotten from parents or even your siblings? You know, something about either teaching or coaching that, you know, you've taken taken to heart or, you know, something that they've told you that's like gold. Um, well, I have a lot of parents and in-laws and friends that are teachers um, and coaches. So I feel like I'm just really lucky and I've gotten a lot of advice um, from all of them. Uh, I think probably the best advice I've been given is to not give up on your kids or your team um, and the importance of you staying positive even when you're frustrated and they're frustrated um, especially at the junior high level um, those kids can surprise you even the ones that are difficult to work with or um, like I said are just really frustrated so just never giving up and never showing your team that you've given up on them. And who gave you that advice? I think a lot of people, but probably my dad. <laughs> he knows a thing or two he about does. that stuff. He, does. he knows about blowing tires, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's for another podcast <laughs> yeah, as well. You I, had need to, a whole one. <laughs> I had to tease Mark about that. Actually, I told him the other day that we should get him on here to hear some of his stories. And he's like, I don't. He's like, I don't even know which one I'd tell you. <laughs> Kaylee, what about you? Uh, who's giving you the best advice? And. Um, what is it? I would say it's hard to pinpoint specific words. Um, but even, I, I think the biggest thing I would say that I learned from my dad would be just that what we do every day with kids is bigger than track. It's bigger than what they're going to do in the classroom. We have a chance to work with kids that will grow up and do really cool things. And so um, embracing that opportunity and just just enjoying getting to be a part of that, I guess. It is cool. Yeah, yeah, and if they ever become rich, you always want to be on their good side. <laughs> you know, if they come back to donate to something, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that teacher. Yeah, let's get Here you go. <laughs> Dish it out. Mm. Does that really happen or not? <clears throat> well, it's only year eight for me, so I got some time left. <laughs> uh, this is, well, I'm not teaching anymore, but this is 21 in the, in the education system, and... No, I, I haven't reaped any benefits yet. Maybe next year. 
Um, the coaching would probably be my best chance, but yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> bribes so don't bribes mind. don't count though. No. no. <laughs> okay, so you know what? It is time for the random question of the day, and this one is this is a tough one. I I would agree with that. This is a tough one. So, ladies, are you ready? If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume that you were arrested for? What had what had you done? Have you done to get arrested? Are we arrested together or separate? You could be. Okay. You you may want to ask your partner if you would like to be arrested together or if I feel like it's just throw it out there possibility and, and that see what we it is. Get arrested together. If we were arrested, it would probably be together. Probably. I feel like it would probably be on accident. But for sure, <laughs> we wouldn't do accident. anything to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do? Hmm. Boy. Any ideas? Anything? I don't. The I, first thing I could think of is when we would tube down the Beaver Creek. <laughs> sometimes we would just get out at random spots, and so maybe trespassing. Trespassing. I think that's that comes yes. to mind for me, but. Yeah, no harm in mind, but right. You know, no, just, and we're not saying not. that you're doing something <laughs> illegal. I mean, we're like, not implying anything. Yeah, we're not implying that you're bad you, people. For you, Ellie, we're not implying anything. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and she usually starts stuff. And I just follow along. I follow her. So. <laughs> oh, they're perfect. So if you do get arrested, it was Kaylee's okay, it was idea. Kaylee's fault. It wasn't I me. Was just there, probably. <laughs> she told me. I, I thought we were going home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, we did. We went on a lot of adventures in New Hartford. We did. Growing yeah. up. I feel like we probably trespassed at least once. Yeah, yeah. That's probably. Is it a statute of limitations? Statute. Yes. Yes, I believe that has passed. So you can go ahead, and I don't think you can be arrested for it anymore, right? Oh, I was going to ask if that was a confession, but right. right. Breaking news. Yeah. Travis, what about you? I have to call. Uh, Mr. Patulo and Mr. Texer to get a couple <laughs> subs for tomorrow. <laughs> Got a couple teachers that, that might be gonna... a challenge right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So I, I I struggled with it too because I'm pretty I'm a straight arrow. I don't I wouldn't know what I'd get in trouble for. But if I did, I would think it would be mine would also be trespassing, but it would be at a stadium or at a ball field or something because I'm always known for if something is in town, I want to go see it. And I just don't want to go see the outside. Like, for instance, a couple of years ago, we went to the Big Ten Wrestling Championships up in Minneapolis. And I wanted to walk down to the baseball field there at Minnesota, the, the college. And it was pretty locked up except for one gate. So I walked in and kind of perused around. And if anybody had a video or anything, I'm on there. I, you know, <laughs> obviously, probably <laughs> trespassing. And I would probably would get arrested for that. And I think family would be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. See, I, I pegged you for road rage. <laughs> the blinker situation. Yeah, that would be a good one. Yeah, and it wouldn't take, I can get arrested between here and New Hartford. <laughs> Every day I probably could. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, this was a tough one just because you don't think about it every day. Right. Um, I, mine would probably be, you know, like, I don't. I don't even know. Making a scene at a restaurant. I, I don't know. You undercooked my steak. Just go ballistic or something. But I don't see you doing that. I don't <laughs> know what else you would pick. I feel like you guys took cheap ones with trespassing. I don't even care. Shots fired. Wow. 
This is what we get. You guys asked the question, so we just tried to answer. We, we did. You guys did a, a you guys did an amazing job. Yeah, I f- I feel like though if you two got to be arrested together, then we should. Yeah. Probably copyright infringement. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Probably. Okay. All right. Ladies. All right. That went well. Nice job, Tad. <laughs> okay. So, ladies, just want to thank you again for stopping in and uh, giving us a look at the middle school and the elementary here in Dyke. And um, appreciate it very much. Good luck with this track season. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, we are back with Jamie Erpelding, uh, one of our Buildings and Grounds team members here at Dyke New Hartford. Jamie, how are you doing tonight? Not bad. Not bad at all. It's a good night, isn't it? You bet it is. We got some warmer weather moving in. Today's chilly, but we're going to get there, some warmer weather. Yeah, it needs to start warming up, though. I know. I don't like to be teased with some hotness and then a bunch of you know cold stuff. Monday was great, but then, like... 50 mile an hour winds. Gale force winds, yeah. But, you know, a month ago, a month and a half ago, we would be jumping at the bit for this kind of weather. Oh, absolutely. Well, then we have no school like two or three weeks ago, (laughs) two hour delay. Yep. I'm about done with that. Yeah, it's it's time to move on. (laughs) All right, Jamie, um, as we get to know you a little bit, can you give us some background information about yourself? Uh, How long have you been here at Dyke New Hartford? Uh, Family, those types of things? Uh, Let's see. I think I've been here about six years now. And we have, me and my wife have three girls, uh, Chloe, Abby, and Gabby. Ab- and Abby and Gabby are twins, so. And uh, Chloe graduated last year, so. I miss the twins when I was walking. Every day when I'd walk down the hall, they'd call me Mrs. Brace. <laughs> and it was awesome. They were like, hey, Mrs. Brace. And I, you know, just put a smile on your face every morning. Just a great way to start out. It was, it was fun. And are you... Dyke native, went to school. Yep, born and raised here. Um, I moved out of, just out of gra- uh, high school, I moved to Cedar Falls for a while and uh, eventually moved back and been here ever since. So Nice. Okay. Um, uh, what year did you graduate here then? Uh, 92, which was the last year of Dyke yeah. High. Yep. Oh, okay. So you are a true... Dykes student yep. then. Okay. Yep. yep. So I think one my, of the last. My sister was the next year, ninety three, and I know that was when they combined. I think that was the first year they combined. So yep. all right. Yeah. I'm kind of learning a little bit about this history too as I continue on here at Dyke yep. New Hartford. So all right. And you said you've been here for six years working in I believe so. I I kind of lose track, so I think it's six years, but Yep. You know. <laughs> that it's it's easy to do that right now. Um <laughs> right. so you know You've been here six years, and you kind of got in a groove with how you would handle your normal your normal days here uh, in the school. Um, and then the pandemic hits. How did that kind of throw a wrench in your plans or your daily routines? Um, not a huge differential. Um, lights are probably the biggest change. The UV lights? Yeah, the, the, the big UV tower lights, yeah. That's probably been the biggest change. Those are pretty sweet, too. Yes, they are. Um, Unfortunately, I don't get to use them as much as it probably should in here, but uh, this facility is so busy. Yeah. You know, you got to have protective glasses if you want to be inside the 
zone of the lights. So, do you think you can get a tan from that? Is that does it say I, something on there? Like, I don't think you can get you a tan, can, but I, it'll ruin your eyes. It'll well, definitely maybe skin cancer. Yes, because I have seen them, and I and so it brings me back today. You know, of the fake bake, the tanning beds and stuff like that, and it, they look similar. And I don't want to be the one to, to test it. I'd like <laughs> That's somebody the first else. thing I thought of was the tanning bed where they look like, like tanning bed light. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's the same principle. Yeah, that's that just blows my mind. So I don't, maybe we'll try it someday. Bring our swim trunks. Those little yeah, bring the speedos in and the goggles and just you know that we have a ton of them. You could we could actually do it in the library. The put, UV lights, not the speedos. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Put one in every corner and then you just lay in lay the middle. Them, lay them just middle. see what happens. Roll the dice. There you go. Yeah, but those are handy just to see. You know. You, you come into the school the next day and you see that the, they've been in there and, yep. and it, it is a it's, it feels fresh it's it's good to get in there between those and the air purifiers oh yeah, yeah. Uh, those air purifiers are I, they've been needed for a long time especially in the older buildings it just gets the air movement uh, fresh air um, yeah it's that's a, that's a wonderful I mean outside product. of COVID they make a big yeah I think oh, you. Yeah. Even in my office in New Hartford, which is, I have the door closed all the time and, and stuff like that, and I crack that baby open sometimes, I'm like, oh boy. I mean, it catches yeah. some serious dust. I mean, it does some damage. And the thing is, is on there, there's a little light sensor that tells you if you got good air or bad air. So uh, Scott Conley comes into yep. my office, and the thing, blue is good, and it goes straight red. And it'll stay red for like... As long as he's there, and then in a couple minutes after he leaves, it's red, and then it kind of turns purple, and then finally it turns back to blue. Is that a coincidence, or is that... I think there's <laughs> something to it. <laughs> Gives you something to think about. Yeah. All right. So what is the hardest part of your job, Jamie? Hardest part? Um, wow. Um, or least favorite. Least favorite. I would. I would say uh, bathrooms. Uh, <laughs> I understand. Yep. That's all you got to say, probably. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. What about the best part? Um, best part. Um, seeing the students. Um, you know, like last year at this time, there was no one here. It was right. freaky. So, seeing the students walking around and and enjoying themselves and. Yeah. And what are your hours or do you have set hours or what um, do they vary? I know there's, you're always here for activities at night. Yep. I, give us a general idea of, you know, well, either my, a typical week or a typical night. My actual hours are three to 11. But okay. I come in a little earlier and go two to 10. Okay. And, but uh, game nights, I'm usually here to probably 1130, quarter to 12. Sure. Get everything back to square one again yeah and and as soon as the event is over i mean it's it's cleanup yep. time and yep. it's time to get it done and because again the next morning here everybody comes it's, yep. it's right back and, at it you know I, I thanks to justin and uh uh a lot of his crew they help out at games and i i so much appreciate that that's awesome so yeah and that's kind of cool to see that they're not leaving it up just because yep. they are who they are. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a thankless Everybody job. steps in and, and does it. Because, again, a lot of hands make quick work, you know. And Yep. So and Yeah, like I said, it, it to him and uh, the principal, it, it they help out quite a bit. Yep. And 
So I, yeah. I really appreciate yeah. them helping. Facilities look fantastic. I mean, oh, yeah. anytime they, we host an event or something, it's it looks really good. Yeah, it does. And like I said, it's a thankless job. People don't always think about the effort that goes in outside of the actual game itself or yeah. practices itself. Most people just show up for the game and they're yep. gone. They're gone. You know, yep. they, and they don't they don't see the aftermath. And they don't always think about like, hey, if I leave a bottle or you right. know, paper, it's just you know, someone's gonna take care of it. It's it is a tough job at times. So we do appreciate it because this place does look good. Yep, absolutely. Okay, you got a chance here. This this isn't the random question, but <laughs> um something you wish you had for the job here, but and money doesn't count. Don't money doesn't no. matter. Is there is there like a Something that you you get on Amazon, you're like, oh man, I wish I had that thing. Uh, for the school or for for the school. I mean, what's school? what's something that would help you out? I mean, besides um, having a, more people, <laughs> a small carpet cleaner, a spot bot. Okay. Um, because there's you know kids are allowed to have pop and stuff in the classrooms. And sure. Every once in a while, they'll spill. You know, and we have this nice big fancy big <laughs> machine, but you know. You don't want to have to bring that into the room all the time for a small spill. Sure. I so. used, I did this for a summer. Uh, this one summer, just pick up some hours. You know, I was bored. We didn't have kids at the time. And that thing is huge. Yeah. Those carpet cleaners are huge. And getting them in and out of the classroom, especially when all the, all the desks and chairs are in there, that is a pain. So I can yep. definitely understand where you're coming from with that. <laughs> and they make it so humid, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, you work uh, the, the night shift or two to ten. Yep. Um, you ever been freaked out working here? Do you get, does the mind wander? Um, sometimes. Does it? Because <laughs> I, I I did a, a night job as well at a um, um, a physical therapist place. It obviously, wasn't as big as a school, but I I did the night cleaning, and sometimes I would completely freak myself out, and I. I don't know how many times the job got done like twice as fast or <laughs> when I was a, when I was a kid, I'd be walking down the street and the mind's kind of wandering. And next thing you know, now I'm jogging. And next thing I know, now I'm in a dead sprint. And you're crying. And probably crying. Yep. But just, and I've been here at night yeah. times too. And I just, you know, is, is somebody here? Is there, did I hear that noise? Did someone I, say my name. You know, just kind of look around <laughs> <Yep>. and, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that would, I'm sure you get used to it, but oh, yeah. I'd have every light on the school. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, the the high school is my kind of my domain, so I, I kind of know all the creaks and groans and stuff of the building, but every once in a while they have me help do the elementary, so I... So I'm out of my zone there, so <laughs> it's got some different creeks and zones and stuff, and it sometimes it's a little freakier over there. There, there is a room in New Hartford. Um, it used to be Kristen Riggle's room when when I first started, um, and now it is actually Shandy's room. Okay, and there is a vent in there, and when the air hits it just right, we would be in PD because that was that was considered the computer room, and at that time was the only room that had air conditioning. So we'd go in there and have our, our meetings, and the wind would hit that vent just right, and it would people would joke about how there's a, a raccoon up there or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, I was new. I was like, right, what right. the heck? You're Why would you guys it? not get this raccoon out of here? <laughs> like, that's, and then eventually I figured it out. Yeah. 
couple of years ago and perfect. <laughs> I call it good. Is that why somebody's holding your hand down the hallway sometimes? <laughs> most of the time. Just in case, yeah, or you walk time. really fast past that room? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. All right, got a question for you. Did did you have uh, Mrs. Erpelding as a teacher? No, I did not. You did not? No. Uh, when you came through the elementary, was she still teaching yes. second grade? Yes, she was. Did she teach second grade the whole? Yep. Wow. And I... Would that I, be your mom or grandma? Yes, or? That was yes. my mom. Yep. Okay. Yep. And I had Mrs. Erpelding. Okay. And she gave me the best day ever in elementary. Like the stars aligned. And I still remember uh, <laughs> Mrs. Erpelding's class. It was in there. You had chore chart and all this other stuff. Um, first of all, it was my birthday. Ooh, there we go. So, and w- with my birthday, I was also happened to be the line leader that week. It just worked out. But I was line leader, which was a big deal. Oh, that is a big deal. It was a Friday, so you know I was going to have a birthday party, so it was all jacked up. And to put on top, it was also PE that day. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So I totally that does sound like a good I, day. Yeah, totally remember that day in second grade <laughs> in Mrs. Erpelding's class, and I was in <laughs> heaven. And I've always remembered that. I, I, well, I was probably, I think I was in second grade in 1980. That's cool. <laughs> but, I, but I still remember that. So every time I, I see you, I you know, I, yep. it brings me back to, to your mom and, and that day. Lane. And yeah, it was, it was good stuff. Memory though. lane. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> All right, Jamie, you ready for your random question? Let's go. And this is like, he was adamant. No hints about this. Yep, no this hints. Was... He's coming in cold turkey, folks. Yep. So, Jamie, uh, what when you were growing up, what was your favorite toy that you got to play with? Oh, that's easy. Legos all the way. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, any particular kind of building? Did, I mean, um, what, what were you I had, sculpting with these Legos? It wasn't really anything particular. I had my brother's set and my set, and it pretty much covered the whole basement floor. <laughs> and I'm surprised my dad didn't just rake them up and throw them in the garbage because he'd have to walk over top of them oh, to geez. get to the TV. But, um, <laughs> but. I had, oh, I bet I had over five hundred thousand. I, I Holy had a lot smokes! Of and I you mean, didn't, and you, and I feel like kids nowadays, and it's not the kids' fault, but I think there's like cheat sheets now. Oh yeah, like basically every Lego you need to build a jet is in this pack. Where yep. back in the day, you just said you had five hundred thousand. Yeah, good luck. Okay, let's let's start matching things up. You know, yeah, and, they and you had picture. no, yeah, you had no step by step. If I wanted to build it, it had to come from upstairs. Yep. You know, in the mind. Yeah, yeah and, they, and yeah, oh yeah, we I have I still have I probably don't have all of them anymore, but I got uh what four totes. Wow. They're big totes and they're full. That is cool though. I mean, that kind of brings you back to speaking of memory lane. Yeah, they should um maybe have you be like a guest speaker at Lego League. That would well, actually be kind of cool. Yeah. See that, what have you ever done anything with I, them or No, I haven't, but uh I talked to Janan a little bit about it and I was I was really and truly intrigued about how yeah uh, how they're doing stuff with that yeah that'd and be cool yeah and Legos are a great experience for kids just there's so many things you can do with them the engineering skills that can be taught and I know a lot of schools kind of work with Legos in Lego League yep, and no. and uh, robotics and all those there's a lot of different things you can do with them so yeah I like it and you came right out with it. Yeah, he did. There, he knew right away. There was no <laughs> preparation or anything. It was go time. All right. What about you, Travis? 
All right, so I see the question, so I had a little thought and a little thinking ahead, and my biggest toy, and I, I think it's a toy, was the green machine. Oh, yeah. I loved that green. It was like a souped-up, um, what do they even call them? Uh, hot, not Hot Wheels, uh, Big Wheels. Big Wheels, yep. yeah. It was a, do you know what a green machine is, Yeah, Ted? I actually do know what a green okay. machine is. Yep, it had the, the, levers the levers on it, on and, it and you could just burn rubber, do, and it had yeah. like a little you know, little tail behind you and you could wipe out. And so I did some research and it's been quite a few years, but I did find an adult version. Oh, cool. I feel like they, they kind of brought those back they, a while ago. There was, there was a little, a little push for the little green machines. And then somebody got a hold of, Hey, let's maybe make these for the adults. That's pretty cool. I would, oh, yeah. I would totally, <laughs> I don't think it would hold me, but I would love to it would need to be a get a hold of that green machine. Green yep. machine you're saying? Yeah, and as far as a toy, my biggest thing was a yo-yo. I I was a big yo-yo guy. Yeah, back in the day too, and um, I was known for one time. Um, my mom thought maybe I was on drugs because I was on top of my house, like a two-story house, and I was yo-yoing all the way down to the ground. And I had got this string that was like forty feet long, <laughs> and I was up there, and it was dark, and I was trying to <laughs> yo-yo and trying to get it to sleep. And then bring it back up. And my mom came out. She's like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I don't know about that in the dark, especially. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah, bad news. But, yeah, how about you, Tad? What do you got for toys? Um, you obviously know I'm a big Ninja Turtle fan. I, I used to get, oh, yeah. nin- like, the actual original set of Ninja Turtle um, action figures. And I would play with those things like crazy. And... Uh, they were just some of those things that, you know, on Saturdays you'd wake up, watch some cartoons, and um, then you got the the toys, and you'd play with them for a long time. But I also had a yo-yo. I liked to yo-yo when I was younger, and there was a yo-yo called the Butterfly. Oh, yeah, the best yeah. one. Yeah. Duncan. Yeah, Duncan, Duncan exactly. Yep, the Imperial. Yeah. The and Butterfly. I also had the Imperial as well. Yeah, that was a good one. And they had changed them a little bit so you could weight them in different ways and do some different tricks. That was fun. Yeah. I did those for a long time. And a couple of years ago, we had kids in our junior high who yo-yoed like crazy, too. So, I mean, that's kind of like the ageless toy. Right. Yes, it is. It... I mean, a lot of people still still do yeah. it. And you can do damage to other people as well as yourself. <laughs> yes, you can. I've done it around the world many times and ended up with a big welt on my head. Yeah. <laughs> trying to somebody else. Just try to get out my comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> that was one trick I could never do. I. I, I can only do a couple. I could do around the world. I could do rock the baby, and I could do uh, walk the dog. I can make him sleep, walk the dog, rock it. the baby. I get maybe occasionally with the butterfly because I mean again yeah. that was kind of a specialized yo-yo. Yeah, but it was good stuff. All right, um, this is kind of a fun little interview here. Yeah, I like it. Betcha. Jamie, I appreciate you stopping in tonight. It's Bet. it's always good to get to know people and all the people that make Dyke New Hartford run and and become what it is. Yep. So well, and, and with your hours, we've got a built-in guest. Absolutely, <laughs> you might be able to be a recurring right, guest. Right, right. So fill in. <laughs> you might you might take over for Stockdale and, and the most yeah most times on the Loose Change podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Jamie. Just again, thank you for stopping in tonight and. Uh, Can't wait to get this up and rolling soon. Sounds good.
All right, Wolverines, that does it for another episode of DNH Loose Change. Before we let you go, we got to do our first pitch. You got to have a first pitch. You know, this this week has been fun. Actually, doing the podcast overall has been a lot of fun, but I've got to go ahead and uh, toot my partner's horn here. I'm going to throw Travis Kiewit, DJ Scribbles, the first pitch. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to make this happen. You'd be kind of surprised by, by the effort that it takes and uh, building the studio so it's actually a nice place to record. Um, I know he had a little help with that. Uh, those people know who they are, and we appreciate them greatly. But then researching the the sites that we're going to use, Travis kind of led the way on that, and, and he deserves a, a big round of applause here. So he gets the first pitch, and that's where I'm headed with that. So, Travis, just want to say thank you. Thanks. I appreciate that, Tad. I've got a first pitch as well. And I'm going to reciprocate <laughs> the Thank you. the award to uh, Tad, and um, and I echo everything Tad has said about the podcast. We don't just show up Wednesday night at seven twenty-five and and just start rocking. Um, you know, we Tad's we, we we work together in putting the questions together. Uh, Tad does goes out and gets a lot of the guests and making sure we're taken care of there. You know, normally when we do a, a a podcast, we're already thinking about the next week, and um, you know, again, it's a it's a total joint effort as far as putting this thing together. Tad takes care of all the social media, the Twitter page, and I'm probably driving some people nuts with that. Well, <laughs> they can always mute it. Yeah, that's true. They, they can always mute it. So, uh, if you don't follow us, uh, DNH Loose Change uh, on Twitter. So, uh, thank you to Tad for taking care of. Uh, the social media side, and um, just as we were here tonight, we looked at uh, downloads, and I believe we're just we're over seventeen hundred. Is yeah, that correct? Seventeen hundred, and we really have only been at this for two months, right? Eleven episodes. Eleven episodes, and honestly, pretty much ten if you discount this the the trial run right. early. But yeah, we've been doing this about, about ten really solid episodes, anyways, and. 1700 downloads it's been it's been a lot of fun yeah yeah i've really enjoyed this as well and again it's great to have a partner that that you can do this with and you know be serious at times but also joke around oh and, yeah and hopefully everybody out there is is enjoying yeah, we, it. we actually do like each other we just <laughs> right 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 <laughs> all right well um Wolverine Nation it's it's been a lot of fun tonight was another good one and i can't wait to see what we have on deck for next week All right, take it easy.